these are my sultry tones. Sultry tones, you say? What what about it makes you sultry? It's butter on my vocal cords, which is very bad for my cholesterol. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that got so upset at itself for how the audio sounds that we just go and invested brand new microphones. Pew, 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 pew. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, you look great behind that new windscreen. Hey, I'm sure I sound very different to people who do not <laughs> know my voice in real life. I don't know about different. I think you just sound clearer and... The thing with a nice microphone versus a crappy microphone is you can tell, and we're going to get technical here for a hot second, these microphones are cardioid, so they are taking just what you are facing directly into it, mm-hmm. which is both good and bad, depending on your situation, whereas the other microphones that we were using, our our original one, we had the option. <laughs> we were using one microphone for the two of us. Yes. Which it it was working like yeah. for what it was it was doing well and then it started breaking down and you would have some like clicking and some just overall b- bad sounds yes and then we tried I I tried to do an Amazon thing that wasn't very it, it wasn't rated at all oh. and it, but it was in that mid price range that I was looking for and so I'm like okay we'll take a chance on it but they weren't cardioids. They were just taking all the sound around it. It it was so weird because it wasn't like omnidirectional microphones. It just took in so much sound. Overall, it was just a bad product. Yeah. So Well, and also I sound different because the last time people would have heard my voice, I had COVID. That's true. I was on like day two of COVID. You were also calling in from your home. It sounded like I was calling it from a cave. <laughs> so yeah, now we're we're in the same room again. Hey, we are. I am very tired. How how's life for you other than the COVID? It's been a weird week. I am extroverted by nature. I do not sit still for very long, and I had to be locked in my apartment alone for five days, <laughs> having a fever for two of them. Yeah, it was by day five. I was like Stephen. Steven, let me come join. Let me come play softball. Help me. Steven, I'll wear a mask. Let Steven me out. is outside. Please, please, let me come play softball. Yeah. We and we had a softball game. Well, we were supposed to have a softball game, and then it got rained out. Okay. I have two complaints before we get into the episode. Yes. One, if it rains, just call off your softball game. Our our company didn't, and it waited and waited and waited. And so everyone who was like, it's currently raining. Why are we playing this game? was like, okay, we're not going to show up. And so they didn't, and I don't blame them for it. And then we showed up, and the pitch—I er, almost said pitch. The diamond was in bad shape. It was really bad. All the dirt was sopping wet. Like, the, the other team was going out there and, like, looking around, like, it's not that bad. As you see a puddle next to home plate and a puddle next to first base. That other team was going to beat the brakes off of us. Yes. Every single person on that team had two bats. Correct. Each, not between them, each individual person (laughs) owned two softball bats. And I was like, we are in danger. We have two bats for everyone. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that was bad. And then number two, my one complaint about 
I, I had a game on the south side today and I was driving back and man, I wish there was an easier way to go from south side to north side or west side to north side because you have to drive downtown, yeah. which is always where the worst traffic is. And it's such a pain, but it did give me one moment of glory. I pulled up next to a car. It was like an SUV that had flags in both of its rear windows facing straight up with a composite Mexican and American flag. And in the middle was superimposed a picture of the Virgin Mary. Okay. All in all. Weird, but okay. It was a lot. That's a lot going on. It had me it had me do a double take for a hot second. I was <laughs> like, what exactly is going on here? Uh Catholicism. Yes. Most likely. Yeah, I mean, you know, assuming that they are that they have family from or they are from Mexico, that is a very highly Catholic country. Yeah. So it's not the most surprising thing you could have said. No, but the fact that it was you draw a diagonal through the flag. It was American flag oh, on one side. Mexican wait, I thought this was here. three separate flags. No, no, no. This is a single flag. So it's Mexican <laughs> in the bottom right corner, American in the top left corner, and then the Virgin Mary in the middle with like a little bit of haze around it. It was a lot. I, okay, I'm so and sorry. And had two of them. Steven, I, was, I thought you were like... Steven, commenting that, that on on, so bad. on a flag on each side and a picture of the Virgin Mary oh, in the no. middle, and I'm like, why did this draw your eyes so much? Like, would, I'm kind of yes ending, but like, what are you talking? That would about? be so much more normal. Is having it like okay, Mexican flag, American flag, or even the Mexican American flag, like composite together. But the fact that the Virgin Mary was in the middle, I was, I, I who sells this? <laughs> who is this for? This one person. This one person. Yes. Oh, speaking of things that are for one person, email. It's for two people. Nice. <laughs> if you want to email us, feel free to do so. Send us your emails, SurvivorTBT at gmail.com, or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. We have a good chunk of emails here, so I'm going to just dive right in. First from Carl. Carl, with his picture of the episode, it's Hatch. <laughs> How are you going to win Survivor All-Stars? Has <clears throat> kind of the, the shruggy. It's great. It's a good one. Notes. Notes from this email. This is his episode two email. If I was in the game and I saw that blank reward reveal, I would barely even try in that challenge, to be honest. Yeah, who cares? It's pretty weak. I mean, blankets are nice. It's the most physical challenge we've had. Yeah. And the worst reward. Yeah. They're getting behind that idea that this is a tougher season and this is harder for them to survive. Mm Mm-hmm. For some of them. Some of them, it's weirdly easier. <laughs> Were you in Australia? It's easier. It's easier. Love Jenna saying, maybe it's an animal when they find the box. Dear God, I hope that's not a poor animal. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tastes like rot. Love the Rupert Pearl Island callback to the rotten death. Good stuff. Rob C. calls Tina phony, but in the DVD commentary, he explains that he would see her at events before All-Stars, and she was always nice to everyone, and he thought, no way she's this nice. But after spending more time with her afterwards, he changed his mind. That makes sense. I would say it's like that old lady, oh, you're very nice, but it feels not... You feel not human. I have found that oftentimes when I think somebody is too nice... It might take a while, but I am proven right. (laughs) 
if my gut says like, eh, this doesn't seem right. I feel like I'm, I feel like it's usually right. And hey, maybe Rob's was too. Where do I fit on that spectrum? Ooh, because we, we had this conversation a little bit before. I just helped you build a bed. Correct. A bed frame. But I also a helped, box spring. I helped with the bed too. Well, that's true. I did. Yes. Steven helped me build a box spring because I thought it was going to be delivered in one piece. Amazon! The supplier, not the season of Survivor. The, the live action or the anime? I'm moving on. The one piece? Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, that's a good question because I don't think, because like your kindness isn't phony, mm. but I do have to be careful with you because you will yet you will say yes to everything and then be mad about it, but not even be honest with yourself that you're mad about it until later. There are some times where I do that. I have less of a problem saying no to you. Good. Than most people. Good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. I can feel that Jenna L is happy she gets to vote off her ex who previously won, even though she doesn't actually. Oh, in in this yeah. scenario, she's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna vote Ethan out, baby. Yep. He's gonna go. <laughs> and she's she is. She's very excited about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Interesting note in the challenge. It was also done in Marquesas and Shapira, who had Boston Rob and Mogamogo, who had Kathy, did it right. Only Saboga tried to bail the water instead of flipping the boat over as a team. Coincidence? No. No. Definitely not. It was a hit for the audience to lose Tina and Rudy back to back, even though Rudy was kind of a mercy killing. It one he was one hundred percent was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rudy, bless you. You you needed to go. I I'm sad about that, because I think he is great TV. Yep. But he he needed to go. Uh-huh. I gotta love friends. LMAO, can't wait for Jenna Lewis's vote. <laughs> where you reveal to Jared that her body was found in the Hudson River with cement bricks tied to her ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got a lot of friends, is what that said. <laughs> I got a lot of friends. Rudy knows a guy. Rudy knows a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rudy. Uh, next episode should be fun. I mean, heck, let's just get to Carl's episode three email. <laughs> the picture. This picture is just Hatch completely naked yeah. and Kathy next to him being like, <laughs> I I think she's uncomfortable with that smile, but boy, does it the frame that we took makes it look like she's very excited about this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't tell if I like the front or the back better. Kathy on the shelter, great editor joke there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Notes. Sorry, but I'm never taking either of your takes seriously again after you trash the intro music. <laughs> That's fair. Didgeridoo from Africa. Did I say that? I'm in Australia. Oh. Steven, you're better than this. I'm aware. The Thailand strings aren't in there at all. I don't know what you're hearing that. It's it's not strings as you would think of it. It's it's the like hammer string instrument. Okay. The like dulcimer kind of a thing. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's cool in parts. It's just a little too busy. I think they intentionally left it out because everyone hated that season. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Uh, intro is perfect. An absolute banger. I think if you posted this opinion on Reddit, you would deservedly get downvoted into oblivion. Fair. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right about the cracks showing in Rupert, but it's funny. He's beefing with Jerry, who the audience is predisposed 
to hate. So yeah. if I remember right, it didn't really matter what the argument could have been about. The audience would have always been on Rupert's side against Jerry. Poor Jerry, man. It's the exact words that he says next. Poor Jerry, trying not to wow. be the villain. <laughs> but then the biggest hero ever on Survivor wants to build a shelter that will drown her. Her choice is either to be hated more or suffer. I get it even more because she was on a season where the shelter got flooded too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if I were her, I would also be a little flustered and be like, no, this is a bad, like, I don't want to go through this again. Yeah. And I mean, remember, it's not like there's a, what's that show where when you, it's a newer show, like you go to work and that's a different person. You don't remember that person is when you get off of work. I have no idea what you're talking about, Jerry. There was uh, there was a show. At first, I was thinking Undercover Boss, and then you're you no, kept no, 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 no. It was it was a drama. I don't know. Somebody will write in about what the name of the show is, but basically, like your you have two consciousnesses, and one of them is like who you are at work, and then it literally like when you clock out, you don't that person doesn't exist. Oh, anymore. with Adam Scott on Apple TV. Yes. So like it's not like that's how Survivor is played, right? Jerry had to live in the world for the years after Australia and mm-hmm. eat all of that hate and then come back on because she wants to be an actress and the money is probably really good, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But she knows that there's a possibility that every single thing she does will be scrutinized, will be taken out of context. And that's always a reality that you know when you come on a reality TV show. Yeah. But she she lived it. I mean, is she the most harassed person besides, I mean, up until All Stars? At this point, yeah, probably. At this point. Because, like, sure, I mean, we, we talked to Johnny Fairplay. He definitely got the bad end of the stick. I mean, he was literally assaulted several times. Yeah. But by this point, I don't think that that wouldn't have happened by the filming of All Stars. So but here's the difference between Jerry and Johnny Fairplay. John, Johnny kind of egged it on. Like he was playing yes. the heel and was like, ah, oh, yeah, if you hate me, good. I'm yeah. glad. Jerry is like, I am just being me. Yeah. Please stop making me miserable. Yep. And we see a lot of that up until this point in the season yeah. of her like kind of PTSD for being <laughs> hated. Yeah. Severance. Severance was the Severance, show you thank were looking you. for. I haven't seen it, but... But we get some really good Jerry in this episode. We do. Yeah. Boston Rob could do this to code, says Jared. Dead. (laughs) Yeah, this challenge isn't greatly set up, but it gives us Rafa and the beach shelter, so I'm okay with it. I don't know what Rafa is. I think that's the guy who was the inspector. Oh, yes, you're right. Rafa. Hard, 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 hard. I love Colby's confessional where he says Rafa gave him a a head nod and a huh. And that's a compliment coming from Rafa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also from Rafa Saboga no 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 no, no. <laughs> I, I just have like a bunch of bullet points here so I'm gonna just read them he bit me I ate him <laughs> how I made it to 48 without Sue Hawk leading me by the hands is a mystery that's a great quote it's great great from from Tom when you got Richard Hatch on your team there's a lot of love yeah, Shapira is so messy, which makes it kind of amazing how well they've done in challenges, like you've stated. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like having one really good leader in challenges uh-huh. helps a lot. Uh-huh. 
For what it's worth, Rob C. said his job was to collect materials from farther away from the shelter, and he never really took a break except for maybe once. I'm not even sure if Boss and Rob believes everything he's saying or if he knows what will make a good soundbite because he plays the camera hard. He does play that he camera hard. sure does. <laughs> Mogamogo hasn't not come in second so far, I think. They've only got second. They talk about it this episode a little bit, actually. They were a bunch of second placers. That their plan was, all right, just take second. Why not? I've always wondered if Jenna's mom told her to go. I mean, she's an adult and she could have just said, no, mom, I'm staying, even so, but still. There's no way she was like, smell you later, losers, I'm going to Panama, and no, just I, like, hopped on a plane. Guarantee you her mom told her to go. Yeah, she's obviously talked with her family before going, so I wouldn't be surprised if her mom said something like that, says Carl. Yeah. Honestly, Alicia really pisses me off in her reaction to Jenna's quit. She's just so judgmental and harsh. Yeah. Yeah, she shouldn't be out here, but she's already admitted her mistake and still comes down pretty hard on her. Yeah, you can tell like it is, but also have some compassion. Here's... I. I would like to be, this is the one spot where I'm like, I want to sit and watch like productions, what they did here. Yeah. Because clearly they went down the line and were like waiting, like trying to get people to say something. Mm -hmm. And knowing what we know so far of old Survivor, they were probably trying to get them to say, you fucked up. Why are you, why are you here? I agree. And I think that they probably edited it very carefully because you got to remember, at that point in the show, from Jeff's point of view, from production's point of view, from the other contestants' point of view, Jenna's mom having cancer is not a new thing. No. Alicia and the other contestants probably don't know the severity of it. No. And... I mean, last we heard, it was in remission in Amazon. Exactly. So, and they've all... That was also a year ago. All of them are feeling the brutal, brutal elements and, like, how much harder this season is than most of their home seasons, and they're struggling a lot. Honestly, there's probably some of them that are like, she's using this as an excuse. Maybe. they're immediately proven wrong. Mm -hmm. They're proven wrong the moment they get back and hear the news. Yeah. But in that moment, yeah, you're going to say some shit you probably regret. Yeah. And too bad there's a camera in your face. I mean, I would hope that I wouldn't, but, like, I, I always, I say a lot of times... Nobody sees themselves doing ugly things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll use an example of, like, people who cheat, like, on their spouses. Nobody starts out a relationship or a marriage being like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm a cheater. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, nobody thinks of that about themselves. So, like, yeah, we all think we would not be ugly or say something that would be, that could be construed as mean like Alicia, but I don't know. Mm. I'd hope I wouldn't, but who knows? Hmm. I think also the Jenna quit is a big reason Austin is back for the Pro Island reunion. All Stars had already finished filming, so by that time producers knew what was coming and they can't be so hard on quitters anymore. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Said before that Sandra was also an alternate, but apparently Kelly Goldsmith from Africa was also very close to being on, like, packing for the airport close. Who the fuck was Kelly? Kelly, Kelly. Uh, I'm trying to run through what I'm Kelly thinking of did. Lindsay. That's but I can't. That's I know. The same. I'll, we'll pull up a picture afterward. Okay. That could have changed a lot about the season as well. Hmm. And I do agree that the show handled it pretty well, even down to the music. It's a very touching moment, although obviously it's horrible that someone had to die for it to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, also, very sorry to hear about your grandfather, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. It was like 10 years ago, but I appreciate it. 
from Josh. Josh, the quit very much helped Jenna's survivor legacy. Her public perception went from spoiled brat to sympathetic woman. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know about that. She won a million dollars. But I, I can see that angle. Hmm. Okay. Jenna and Ethan dated for 10 years. Whoa. And she helped him through cancer before they broke up. Yeah. So that's, yeah. They are still close, apparently. They were offered to be in consideration to be team captains on Survivor South Pacific, but declined due to refusing to compete against one another. That's fun. Aw. That's really cute, actually. It is cute. As a side note, the two of them were screwed over hard on Amazing Race. So I don't remember them on Amazing Race. I I did used to watch Amazing Race a lot. Mm. And then it got weirdly, like influencery oh yeah like they really they go hard in the influencers they're like we take people from internet people who have a hard following to get people to come watch the show which is the kind of the opposite survivor has gone like every once in a while they bring famous people on but for the most part in the newer seasons they're like hey we want regular ass people sure which i like yeah me personally one thing to keep in mind is there was a ton of rumors that all stars would be the series finale Whoa. The idea that Jenna could choose to go on another season was very much under question. Interesting. So people were like, this could be it. Yeah. There could be no more Survivor after this. (laughs) Just a reminder, the female alternate was Kelly Goldsmith. Thank you. I know Jenna works in some veterinary capacity now. Here's a semi-recent picture of her advertising Ethan Survivor merch if you want it. So I'm going to pull that up. If you want to turn the screen, you can. This is today, Jenna. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hi, Jenna. Yeah, wow. She's she has aged well. Like yeah. she doesn't look she looks like herself, but it doesn't it looks like five or ten years later, not twenty. She is not trying to fight the aging process, which Thank a lot of God. celebrities do. Boy, is that not a good look when you try to do that. What, you don't want to be a plastic person, Steven? No. I'm I'm a bad theater person. My one big example for this. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Looks real bad. She looks real plastic. (laughs) Looks real plastic. From Tyler. Tyler, in 2004, Jenna was on the board of directors for Animal Friends in Pittsburgh. In 2005, she became the co-host of CBS's Survivor Live, a Survivor internet talk show from seasons 10 to 14. She also had a minor role in the TV movie The Scorned. Writing it down. Writing it down. She appeared on the premiere episode of the Celebrity Paranormal Project on VH1 and appeared on Celebrity Ghost Stories in 2012. Speaking of the TV Guide channel, she hosted the Survivor Winners Where Are They Now special on that channel in the summer of 2009. In 2012, she graduated from Columbia State University with a master's in counseling and clinical psychology. I feel like I'm just reading her uh, resume. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> in February 2018, she was facing charges of a DUI possession of drug paraphernalia after she was found passed out in her car. I mean, whatever. Sure. I, I Listen, sometimes you have sleep in your car. Sometimes you have a bowl in your hand. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I'm hoping we're changing the rules over possession. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to congratulate drugs for winning the war on drugs. Want to know, baby? I believe she was approached about possibly doing Heroes versus Villains, but declined because it was filmed right when Ethan got his cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And she wasn't going to make that mistake twice. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it for emails for this episode. We have a few more coming. This email section's titled, Cancer's a Bitch. Cancer is a bitch, baby. Yep. Ugh. What a bummer. What a bummer. What a bumper. (laughs) 
All right, so this episode came out on February 26th of 2004. A pretty uneventful week between episodes in the world. The number one thing, because I wanted to pull something, is the United States lifts a ban on travel to Libya, ending travel restrictions to the nation that had lasted for 23 years. Stephen, how much do you know about Umar Gaddafi? Almost none. (laughs) Uh, So I listened to... And I've plugged them before. I love these guys. The Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. I think that they, it's a great like history podcast. It seems like if you're dealing with terrorism or bad people at any point from like the 60s to like 2010 when he was killed by sodomy uh, of like a knife up his ass by rebels, Mobar Gaddafi makes an appearance. Doesn't matter where <laughs> in the world it is. If if they if they were doing bad stuff, the dude was involved. Okay. It's kind of impressive in a horrible, horrible way. Wow. But yeah, we finally lifted our travel restrictions on on them. Don't know why. The number one song was still Yeah by Usher, featuring yeah. Lil John and Ludacris. As you gotta do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm top- not gonna comment on that. Okay. Keep going. The top five movies are Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Okay. Miracle. I love that movie. Eurotrip. 51st Date, still hanging out at number two. Okay. And Steven, what do you think number one is? Well, I don't know. It's The Passion of the Christ, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Remember when we thought Mel Gibson wasn't anti-Semitic and also that we should watch a movie about Jesus? I'm pretty sure this was like the start of it, right? Like... Things that come out after this movie make him out to be not as great of a guy. I honestly don't remember. I don't re- I don't remember when, like, the DUI came in, where he was, like, shouting anti-Semitic slurs at a cop. Right, yes. I, I, I don't remember when that was. Yeah. I'm not going to read the movie info for this one, because it's, it's the... They did a movie on Jesus dying yeah. on the crucifixion. Stephen, what do you think... The Rotten Tomatoes for The Passion of the Christ is. You're putting me in such a bad spot here, Jared. Uh Uh-huh. I think... I'll give you a hint. There is a divide. Okay. I think that this is going to be... The critics think it's not very good. It's going to be like a 32. And the the audience score is going to be much higher because crazy people will go on and rate this. So it's going to be like a 62. You had the right methodology. Okay. But you're low on both of them. Oh, okay. That, well, then I feel good about that. Critics gave it a 49%. Okay. So bad. No, yeah, not great. Audience score is 80%. Okay. Okay. 80% of people that decide to rate the movie. Now, mind you, if there's one thing I'm never going to bet against, it's evangelical. <laughs> is this kind of like the start of these big budget Christian movies? sure it's the start and the end like what other ones can you name i mean there's one right now in i mean it's not a christian movie there's like the weird child trafficking one that's oh being, that's QAnon. that's i but it's the same it's the same money correct it's the same people funding it yeah i guess but like so. uh what was it when we were in college god's not dead I remember seeing that oh, in yeah. theaters and not actually, Why? not me watching okay. it, seeing like the posters of it up. I swear to God, I'll cancel you myself. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know what it's about other than it has like the quippy title trying to get you to be like, he's not. But yeah, that's, I don't know. 
they're going to keep funneling these into theaters. Steven. Yeah. We should watch some really bad Christian movies. No. For I the bit. hate that. For the bit. Yeah, but this is not the audience. For okay, that. let's talk about Survivor. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. Okay. The, let's move on to the episode. Episode five. I've been bamboozled. Bamboozled, Jared. Okay, so before we get into anything else about Rich, <laughs> because there's some problems in this episode, yeah. and I suspect some problems in his life. Okay. <laughs> I have a soft spot for people that are super cocky, but then once you get them, they're like, ah, you got me. You got me. Good job. Like, we'll get there, but his his exit of like, I've been bamboozled and being like a really good sport about yes. it. Yes. I love that shit. That highlight of the episode. Yes. For for him. Yeah. We have some we have Let's some start at the top, lights. but I just yeah. wanted to throw that in there. Okay. Uh starting at the top, we have a great time in Shapira. We're yep. singing. We're dancing. Oh, and now we're suddenly going right to the challenge. <laughs> Amber is so charismatic. Yeah. Where was this Amber <laughs> in season two? Do you think this is editing or is this being around a different set of people? I think it's I think it's a lot or of Or also not dying. It's not dying. <laughs> it's definitely not dying. That's a good point. Everyone from Australia that we've seen, except for Tina, because we didn't really get to see her, because she was the first boot, mm-hmm. are better versions of the people that they were in Australia. And that, I don't think, is a coincidence. Okay. Sure, it's a couple years later. They've done Survivor before, sure. But, like, most of the people that are on this season so far... Except for the Australia cast and Rich, and I guess Ethan, are worse versions than the version that we saw in their original seasons, which will mm. change. But that's because there's so much star power, right? Yeah. They get less screen time because they were they were the stars of their season. Now everyone's a star. But the people in Australia actually have personalities now. It's almost like they're not actively decaying in front of us. <laughs> yeah. So it's partially that. It's partially Amber being a little older and having done this before and you know it's only like i said it's only a couple years but still 22 to 25 is a difference Mm -hmm. and i think part of it is having somebody that is in her corner in boston rob that makes her feel safe as opposed to jerry that probably i don't know like i I, like i'm sure they were friends and and they got along well but it's it's a different dynamic it is and I think also being in the public spotlight for a few years at this point does help. Like, you are probably going to be much more personable on camera if you have a bunch of cameras shoved in your face for years after this happens. That's true. People want interviews with you. People do radio interviews with you. Like, you learn how to be more dynamic on the camera than just if I pluck some random 20-year-old off the street, (laughs) they might not be as... well. Today is a different story, but definitely in the year 2001, yeah, it'd be far different when the internet is something you have to not use the phone while you're <laughs> using it, and we don't have cameras in our pockets. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're building again, I guess. We're making a boat. We're right to the challenge. Right to the challenge. It's crazy how fast we get to this challenge. This might be the fastest from episode start to challenge that there has ever been agreed it's weird it is weird and i thought like there was gonna be some reason for it but there doesn't seem to be i mean the only thing i can think editing wise is to give more of the moga moga tribe Mm -hmm. 
post losing the immunity challenge. Yes. And I think that's a good choice. Which they they needed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it is very strange seeing that little amount of time. Like, boom, you're in. We're in. We're building. We're building the raft. Get in, baby. Okay. Can we talk about the twist? Sure. Why did they choose this challenge to do this twist? Also, I can't believe how close to right I was with me just being like, I don't fucking know. They're gonna like get rid of a tribe or something. I mean, yeah, you're right. I I was kidding. <laughs> and they that's what they did. This is my favorite part of you throwing out random guesses is sometimes you're right. Yeah. Insane. But why would they choose of all challenges this challenge to be the one that will dissolve a tribe? Part of me thinks it's one the numbers. They needed yeah, makes sense. They needed to start getting rid of people. Also, I think the uh, putting more emphasis on they're in control of this, so giving them the ability to build these rafts and mm. saying, I mean, they didn't say that outright, but it's still a little more on them than more like, time. Yeah, more time, but it, it's more they're in control of what's happening than a traditional challenge. Okay. Do I like the challenge? Not necessarily. Okay. Because of what what shows up in this challenge that you could just fucking throw a, <laughs> a big pile of wood together and it works best. Dude, it's so funny. Okay, we'll, 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 let's go through the tribes and what they build. Okay, so we're in the building phase and Saboga, of course, immediately we're like, oh God, they're building again. Um, uh, what do we do here? All right, and Jerry's nervous about it. Rupert's nervous about it. Everyone's feeling a weird vibe because last time we built something didn't go, well. didn't go well. Rupert's so controlling. Yeah. He's so controlling through I mean, this part of the challenge. Yeah. I He wants to make up for what he, he screwed up, and I don't think anybody else had crazy ideas to be like, oh, this is clearly better. So I think he took that, and he was like, me time. Me yeah. time, baby. <laughs> and, like, he he legitimately built a good raft. Sure. The problem is you're missing the point. Yes. Your your tribe isn't upset with you because your design was stupid. Okay, wait. No, they are. Yes, they are. But your design was stupid because you didn't listen to the other people on the tribe. Mm. And rather than taking that and being, like, in, being introspective and being like, I should listen to those around me. Rupert says, no, no, I should be more controlling and just and just do it better. Sometimes that's the way that that's how the news goes. Well, that worked well. <laughs> that's why Saboga won. Mm. Oh, wait. Uh, and Moga Mogo, we have the simple is better, I guess. This is out of laziness. They're just like, I don't know, tie, tie it all together and then we'll just kind of like straddle it. Yeah, I think Rich says something from, like, laziness and pure exhaustion. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, Colby. Or, yeah, yeah. Colby says it came down to laziness and pure exhaustion. <laughs> With a smile. I love Colby's confessionals. I also love... It, most of Moga Moga has my favorite confessionals. Mm. Rich, rest in peace, was yep. one of my favorite people to have a camera on him one-on-one. -on -one. He's not dead. He's just gone from the game. Well, yeah, sorry. Rest in peace <laughs> from Survivor. Yeah. On Shapira... They're they're having a great time building this. Wait, I want to put down one other thing I said about Colby on here. Okay, go on. 
Colby has tiny nipples. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> End of thought. I don't know why it jumped out to me. I don't know why it took a season and a half. It's not important, do but you, it's true. Do you have someone in your life that you're just like, oh, you have really tiny nipples? I'm. Let me clarify. Uh-huh. A male person in your life? <laughs> I mean myself. Oh, okay. I didn't I've know got, you had tiny nipples. I've got tiny nipples. I mean, we were in a show together, so I should probably know that. I they're not that tiny. Okay. <laughs> For those at home, Jared just lifted up his shirt and showed me. We need an HR department. HR. <laughs> HR help. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Shapira's having a blast. Tom's super drunk. He's hitting on Alicia and it's it's borderline, borderline creepy. Hey, it's almost like the thing I said a couple episodes ago about Tom seems like he's really fun to have around unless you're a young woman on the tribe. Yeah. And it appears from what Sue says, not even young woman, just a woman. Just a a person, a female person. Or a person who cares about female people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What helps me on this is that Alicia seemed to be playing along with it. Sure. Doesn't make it right. No, Tom is hard to talk about with things like this because he's not – it doesn't seem like from what we see and from how others treat him, albeit it is 2004, that he's predatory. He's a little – he's creepy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like he's dangerous. No. That doesn't make it okay, but it's not like – he's not Ted, at least that we know of. Yeah. So here's my my light in all this. At least he's multicultural in this. He's hitting oh on the person of color. <laughs> Again, That's what you took away! It's, it's a small little thing. Ay ay ay. But it's a something from the, the backwoods hick. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I I think not that we're we're not like referees of these people and it's twenty. I have the flag ago. over here. I can th- I can throw it. It's I hate I'm pointing to my refereeing bag. I hate Steven so much. No, I mean, it seems like he is just trying to have a good time yeah. and is ignorant rather than somebody that is trying, that, that is, like, harmful. Yeah. Like, I agree. Cool. It's not great. It's not but, great. And it makes you a little uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Yeah. The, the lines, though. Should I read the lines? Should I not read the lines? You should read the lines. <laughs> okay. The first one, nice rack. I mean, raft. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's quippy. Yep. It's funny. The second one, it's the best built thing since Alicia. I didn't even hear that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wild. It is wild. So, and this is actually... He, he's very drunk at this point. He sure is. He's just straight drinking whiskey. Sue's reaction to this is interesting, too. And now Sue is also a volatile person. Ooh, what's that face, Stephen? What happens next? Oh, Oh, you're talking about in the challenge or what? No, in this scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Sue's reaction of her confessional being like, he's a stupid drunk. Oh, no, that's not what I was reacting to. What are you talking Sue about? Sue peeing on the raft. Oh, yes. We'll get there in a second. But Sue is Sue is an interesting character. We're going to get more of her. The next time on looks fascinating for this yeah. episode. Yeah. I want to know what caused Sue to explode. I, I want to hold that until the very end. Sure. But Sue is... The oldest woman in the game at this point after Tina left? I believe so, yes. I think she's older than Tina. Oh, okay. Gotcha. She's somebody that's not afraid, to speak, not afraid to speak her mind. And she's probably dealt with these types of people for decades. She's dealt with being a strong-willed woman in the world through 
the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And she is fucking sick of people like Tom. Mm. That's going to be an interesting dynamic as if they stay in these tribes. Uh, so Sue and Tina are the same age. Oh, wow. They're okay. 42. Gotcha. At okay. the time of filming. Okay. Yeah. So mostly, so she was a young woman, like a young adult in the 80s. An adult. Oh, sorry. 20s. In the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed the back half of that yes. sentence. <laughs> when, uh, historically not a great time to be, and she, doesn't she work as a truck driver? Yes. Yeah, she's dealt with a lot. Or if, she did. She's she dealt with a time? lot of people like Tom. This list doesn't give jobs, but she was a truck driver in Borneo. Yes. Yeah. Okay, anyway. She That's pe- all I want to say about it. It's she just, pees yes. on the raft. Yeah, she sure does. <laughs> they were like, we're going to christen the raft. And she's like, hold on, I'll do it. And she pees on it. Out of spite. That's what Tom can't. Yeah. It's, it's really gross. It's kind of, I mean, you're in the ocean. I'm on Team Sue here. You're on Team Sue? Yeah. You like peeing on the raft? No. Oh, okay. I like, I, I don't mind a spiteful response to somebody that's acting inappropriately. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, challenge happens. We walk in. Everyone's freaking out because Cesternino's voted out and nobody's safe in this game, says Jeff. Yeah, I mean, after this episode, we have one winner left. Yep. So they're taking their boats, their, their rafts that they built, and they're going out. They're yeah. grabbing a flag. We didn't talk about these rafts very much. Okay. So, Sabogas is, like, this nice, like, one with outriggers that's, like, a big square. It's very stable. It's not very fast. And that's yeah. that's why they end up losing. It, it's a good if you were taking that into the ocean raft. Or, if, yeah. Like, right. further out into the ocean. Yes. Or if it was a choppy day. Yes. Sabogas is kind of unremarkable. I don't remember much about it. It was fine. It was a very basic square raft it, I it seemed a little more streamlined than what the the moga mogos sabogas is the big like outrigger one with the two no sides. sorry um moga mogo shapira 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 oh. is, is the one that's just like a kind of square understated nothing nothing too crazy fucking moga moga literally just leaves them in the bundle and throws it in the ocean fucking brilliant it's so fucking stupid it's i so can't st- get over it it's so stupid but it works <laughs> <laughs> if it's stupid if it's, and it works, it's, it's not, not stupid. stupid. Uh, yep, words to live by. <laughs> I do you can you imagine the fear of being on Moga Moga when Jeff says, "Hey, by the way, whichever tribe comes in last is being dissolved." We're disbanding you're like, you. You're like, we didn't build a raft. We should have maybe put more time in this. We put a bundle of sticks <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. And it worked. And it worked. It absolutely worked. Ugh. Yeah. So they're they're playing for fishing hooks and a spear and to not be dissolved. <laughs> That's the bigger part of the reward. That's the bigger part of the reward. I did love that Rich identified immediately that it was fishing hooks. Like, before Jeff has even shown what the reward is, like, from the case, he's like, that's fishing hooks. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, Jeff mentions, like, like, do you know what this is? And, like, Rich is the only one who answers, because Rich is the god of the sea. <laughs> god of the sea, Rich. I don't have much to say about this challenge, other than Mogamogo's stupid log works perfectly. Correct. The only thing I wanted to point out is, Colby, and I wrote this down at this point in the episode, Colby is very lucky to have dodged the winner's curse. Because he's not, he did not win Australia. He did not. But Rob didn't win Amazon. No. And Colby was very close to winning Australia. And 
not because he was not as good at the game as Rob is. Yeah. But he's America's sweetheart. Do you think people look at that and say he's not nearly as dangerous because he makes terrible decisions with his final three? I think he's on a tribe with Richard Lex. So he's not even one of the two most dangerous people on his tribe. <laughs> he's got shields around him. Correct. That's that's fair. Yeah. So Saboga comes in last, and they have a nice little group huddle, which is cute. Yeah. I, I like that. And then we, we do our draft. I have one more question for you. I know this will be a long episode. It's fine. So sorry. Do you think this tribe dissolving thing was something they planned in the beginning of the season, like before filming started, or do you think it was because Sabo or uh, yeah, because yeah, Saboga was so bad? I think this was planned. Okay, from what you find in Survivor going forward, they need a way to get down to either two, two tribes, or if it's super balanced, they can leave it. But this season is not balanced. Okay, gotcha. Like if you can get somehow down to. 12, 13 people, and everyone still has a fighting chance, great, leave it. But for the most part, I don't think you leave it like that. Gotcha. Okay. You have to throw in something. Sprink, sprinkle a little a little zhuzh into it. Follow-up question. Answer. If Moga Moga and Shapira had not been evenly numbered, do you think one of the they would have dis, uh, disbanded Saboga to make the tribes evenly numbered? Hmm. Now hold on. Let's let's math this out. So there are five people left on each tribe on each of the Mogamogo and Shapira tribes. Yes. And there are four, four. on Saboga. Interesting. Like if if Shapira or Mogamogo had come in last, yeah. like, would Saboga have gotten to pick two people? Or I guess it would have been, yeah, or three people, sorry, instead of two to even it out. I think they what they would have done is given that extra person to the team that came in first. Oh, okay. So, un, well, that's that's not true, maybe. If, let's, hypothetical here. Mogamogo. I've taken us down a weird rabbit hole. I know. I'm so sorry. So Mogamogo loses. And Shapira comes in first. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they adjust it and have Saboga take pick first interesting because they have four and everybody else is five or would they still let shapira pick first and then just you get you get the last two yeah i guess the last two that could be a thing too yeah interesting okay yeah especially because we have a lot more three tribes in the future i'm interested to see how that kind of stuff works out something i'm sure production had to discuss but it didn't come to fruition so but one thing i've been surprised about from all of the seasons before this is the kind of things they did not plan for yeah. So this is why I ask those types of questions, because it seems like the list of things that they don't plan for when they create these twists are long. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> There's you open the the can of worms. You have to deal with the consequences. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we we get to the draft. Moga Moga picks Ethan and Jerry. Shapiro picks Rupert and Jenna. Are you surprised at the Ethan over Rupert pick? <sighs> Kind of. The thing I've been surprised about over and over again is the amount of respect that Ethan gets from everyone else. Because it's really the same reason why you should want Colby gone. Albeit, Colby didn't win a million dollars. Ethan did. But they're both kind of the same type of player. Sure. 
I think Colby's probably a little better at the game, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but they pick Ethan to get rid of him. Yeah, they. what Colby says is he says, we control how long Ethan stays in the game and we pick someone who he doesn't bond with. Yes. And that's wild to me to create your entire tribe structure around getting rid of Ethan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're probably not that far from the merge, let's but, be honest. But then they immediately go back on it. Yes. <laughs> And Ethan isn't even one of the two people being considered. Correct. But that is their rationale in the beginning, and it's it's weird to me, and also tells me that they're not afraid of Rupert. They're not afraid of Rupert. No. Should they be? I don't think so. What What it, about this Rupert is different from Pearl Island's Rupert? I don't know that there is that much different. I think the editing is different. And talking to Johnny Fairplay, like, that makes a lot more sense. Because he said, like... I'm not going to take Johnny's word as complete gospel. He has his own, <laughs> he had his own perspective. And I'm sure if you talked to other people in the season, they would have different perspectives, but he was there. We weren't. Yeah. And he says that Rupert was not as liked on the Island as people in America love Rupert. Yeah. And that makes more sense with all stars mm-hmm. because they don't mm-hmm. know that America loves Rupert. Sure. This film before that was like what, three episodes it aired or whatever. Three or four episodes of Pearl Islands had aired? Yeah, somewhere around there. And they're not worried about this guy. They're about Ethan. I mean, that's a that's a great weapon to have as people haven't seen your entire game. Sure. It's, Although Rupert's not playing... Is he playing the same game? He's not. I mean, if he is, he is... The biggest problem with Rupert right now is he is failing at the same game. Correct. Like, bef- before he could take an entire tribe, put it on his back, and be like, boom, I'm saving you. Yes. In this scenario, he is struggling with building the things and having control. So, I don't I don't know. I think he, he doesn't have the, this person is going to win the game vibe that he had in the last season. Yes. Yeah, he's he was the big fish in the small pond. He's in a bigger pond. And the other fish... Rich is the shark. Rich doesn't give a fuck about Rupert. Yeah. Obviously, he goes home. But, <laughs> but like, if you're, if you're Rich or you're Boston Rob, like, mm-hmm. Rupert's not in your top five list of concerns. Yeah. But it's weird that Ethan is. <laughs> it, it really is. Okay, I'm going to speed a little bit okay, through this. Yeah. Interesting from the Mogamogo new people. Ethan says, every day I'm starting over. Yeah. He, he's reeling with the, fuck, I gotta do this again. Yeah. I have to make new relationships. I have to try to get back in this game. And he's right. He's right. Every day he's had to start over. This is his, this is his hell for getting to walk to the end of Africa. Versus Jerry, who's like, fuck yes, I'm free of my prison. <laughs> Get me out of there. <laughs> and with Colby again. Yeah, and with Colby again. That's funny. They Effort? they chose that. They didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, if you're Colby, you're not worried about Jerry, but you are worried. I mean, he said no, he's the person you haven't bonded with, but like you know that Ethan and Jenna used to date. From from what we've seen, they seem pretty amicable. Exactly. Colby and Jerry. Oh, yeah. No, I sorry, I meant also, Ethan and, also Ethan and Jenna. Yeah, you don't like that's probably when that feels like a very 
summarized version of them saying we took jerry because ethan and jenna used to date and we don't know if they're dating again correct we it's need a good somebody call. that doesn't that we think doesn't like him yeah i i think that's a good call yeah so we go on the key finding expedition jerry finds the key so it's her nice little hey i'm part of this yeah. nice except the box got wet and survivor. half the rice half the rice is rotten survivor you can't make this their fault. Put it in something airtight. It's not that hard. So, okay. I'm going to take a different opinion on this one. This one, they were given instructions to I not know. get it wet. It's just, but like, the the one where they buried it, absolutely Survivor's fault. Yes. Okay. So, say, hey, Steven, I'm going to give you this box. Yes. Don't get it wet. Uh-huh. And also, we're in the rainy season in Panama. I'm aware. And also, fuck you, it's going to get wet. (laughs) And it will. But you have to make that a little bit of a priority to protect that. Because it was. They they determined it to be a precious thing. Yeah. So they had all of this stuff to, like, build this nice new shelter. Use some of that to protect it. Yeah. I mean, I'm yes, you're right. Just, like... If you're going to give him a box with rice inside that you don't want to make airtight, give him a fucking tarp to wrap it in. I'm aware. Put the Lock it up. Just put a tarp on the inside of it. Just wrap the rice in a tarp. Yeah. I think that's that's my biggest hang-up on this opinion is that it's rice. And it's rice that they were essentially guaranteed to get at some point. Yeah. So that's that's their food source. That's... Like, it's not supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be this bonus thing that they're given, but it, it is. That's their food source. Yeah. It's it's a tough, tough one. The line of how much food to give people, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be something we talk about for a very long time. Yeah. Ethan goes fishing, gets one fish, hatches like, no, I fish, man. And then he goes and he catches a whole bunch of, like, big-ass fish. I, God, this confessional from Hatch is so good, and I am so fucking sad that he's gone and that he's also <laughs> a sexual assaulter because like the uh, the the monologue he's like ooh, ooh he's trying to supplant me he's good he's good he good dude we need more showmanship like that mm-hmm. in confessionals mm-hmm. like it's really gonna be missing from here on out this is some like nfl level of I'm in charge here. Look at me, baby. Confessional. Pew, pew, pew. Well, this is what I don't get about people like Ethan and last season. Oh, my God. I forgot his name. The guy. Johnny Fairplay's best friend, Burton. Burton. I want to say Butch. Burton. (laughs) Different. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're going to get. That's my biggest problem with this show is there are so many names that are similar or are in my brain. Yeah. These these people that are athletes, like Ethan and Burton, but they're, like, the very buttoned-up press conference athletes? Mm-hmm. No, no. No, no. Give me the showboating athlete <laughs> to us. Yeah. Have fun with it. You're bored. You're so fucking bored. Have fun with us, please. Aren't we all? Hope not. You're <laughs> listening to our podcast, Stephen. Yay. So, immunity challenge. We have our... Get the flag challenge, but they they bumped it up a little bit. 
They sure fucking did. So we have the attack zone again. This pit's not big enough. This pit is not big enough. Correct. Do it in the ocean. Why did you build this on land? You've done this in the ocean before. Yeah. You did this in Thailand. In the ocean. Yeah. Why are we doing this on land? It, it was a bad, it was a bad choice. Yeah. Or if you're doing it like that, you need to have like foam bumpers or something so that people don't take the hit that Ethan, Ethan. took. <laughs> Not people. Ethan, Ethan took. Ethan took hella hits. In I this swore episode. Ethan broke ribs. I, he could have. We should have had medical check him after this. Correct. If, if they did not, they should have. Uh, that one's big. And okay, before we get into the the, the elf in the room, yeah. The strategy of just jumping off was great. It's great. It also would have, like, it being in the ocean would have mm-hmm. prevented that from being so effective. Correct. Because then you have to swim all the way around. Yes. But uh, th- this this particular challenge is on everyone's list of people who gamed the system in Survivor. Yeah, it's, it's very smart. It's smart, and it's probably the reason why we don't see this kind of challenge again. I shouldn't say that. There's probably something that I'm forgetting, mm. but you game the system that hard, we gotta we gotta get rid of the challenge. It's a fun challenge. Wildly dangerous. Wildly dangerous. A, a liability. Should have done this in the ocean. Their insurance premiums have to be insane with shit like this. <laughs> uh, Boss and Rob fighting, his strategy was just to, like, pick up the person. He was... No, I, from watching that... So, I wrestled in high school. It was wrestling. It moves. was wrestling. Yeah. He was doing what's called a shot. Oh, he he went in low, picks him up, and then hopes that he can get them down. That their but, back hits the ground, or hits the water before he yeah. does. So, for those that don't know, in wrestling, a shot is where you basically uh, drop to one knee forward in motion and either go for both legs or one leg to try to get somebody onto the ground yeah that was almost perfect technique wrestling shots like not wwe wrestling i'm talking like high school college wrestling it's fucking impressive man (laughs) it really is he i mean this is him showing that he is we have these people glorified as big physical threats we have colby's we have rupert's yep but he is a physical threat in this show right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not all about your size. It's also about your power. Yeah. He's got some power. Yep. And then uh, with the elephant in the room Let's here. Let's the elephant in the room. Yeah. So Hatch drops his pants, as he has done before. And then we get to a situation where Kathy's like, okay, come on through, Hatch. I want you to go through. And then they're on the same platform. And then Hatch... I, there was some comments here, and what did I write this down? The long and short of it is, he rubs his dick on Kathy and yeah. Sue. He's essentially like she, which is sexual assault. Yeah, she's or sorry, not Kathy. I it's Sue. Okay, Kathy was also involved at some point. Or yeah, like I don't know on the platform. Maybe she's not on the platform when that happens. Maybe it's just Sue that gets the brunt of the yeah assault. It's assault. It's assault. There's yeah. no other way around it. It's very rare to see this kind of thing where it's not, it's for power, not, I mean, I guess assault's always for power. Mm-hmm. It's a weird situation. It's uncomfortable. Jeff is uncomfortable. Yeah. Sue is obviously uncomfortable. I hope they create a rule after this that, like, you can't be naked in your, in challenges. I'm pretty sure that they have to address it after this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is one of those moments that was, I'm sure, in his head. 
a, a jest that he like he was trying to give a snarky comment back yeah and then and then it got problematic yeah and i do know this is not steven or i's ground to speak on this is something i have heard from friends and confidants do with it what you will i man this is a hard spot to be on. i know it's the bare minimum mm-hmm. but it's not nothing at least getting involved and basically saying hey move on break it up mm-hmm. is a start and i think in the middle of a game with those kind of stakes mm-hmm. that's the right decision if you're not going to kick somebody off the show then you should address it off camera afterwards mm-hmm. i don't know if that was done i don't even know if they would don't believe so i, I was gonna say i highly doubt it <laughs> but getting through it is the first step mm-hmm. making it stop is the first step and for there's high stakes in this game this is all stars there's a million dollars i don't know that you should stop the challenge for it because if you do you have to try to pick it up you're gonna have to start all the way over or pick it up where it left out i don't know if you should keep rich on the show i don't know like there's also an argument to be made for kicking him off because of this i mean they didn't have to make a decision because of what happens here (laughs) but yeah and it might be part of the reason he goes home i don't think so you don't because part of me thinks it is it might not be it's not the deciding factor Mm -hmm. but if you look at the people that were going to side with rich it's the women do you think the women are going to side with you and trust you if you just rubbed your dick on somebody you spent an entire season with god i hope not and, like, I'm not saying that they would have sided with him anyway, but it's sure not doing you any favors. Right. So here, here's where I stand on this. I think Jeff's position was—his response was weak. Oh, I, I don't disagree. That's yeah. What, yeah, bare minimum. Th- that's what you said. Is You said bare minimum. I think his response is—even at bare minimum—is weak. It's— something needed to be said. I'm giving him a little bit of grace because it's not like this is— Rich has been naked mm-hmm. for a season and a half now. Yeah. And, but this is jarring. And this yes. is something that I don't expect somebody to have the perfect response mm-hmm. to on the spot. No, but I would hope a producer did. Correct. And I, d- I don't see, from what we know, I, I don't think that happened. So it's a lesson that Survivor needs to learn. And it's just, it's a lesson that, will be taught here quickly so hold on to that yeah and it sucks because i am beyond before this i have been loving rich this season Mm -hmm. rich was not challenged in season one rich with his back against the wall rich that is scrambling rich that is being challenged by people who are playing the game and are good at playing the game is awesome tv yeah. He is one of my favorite orators thus far. Yeah. And then he had to go and be a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to move on just for the sake of time. Yes. Uh, Shapiro wins this. Boss and Rob basically wins, wins this by himself. Poor dude. Fucking poor Jerry and Ethan. <laughs> they cannot catch a break. I mean, someone had to be on the losing side of this. I know. But you're right. It it does feel like we're piling on for those two. <laughs> Uh, so we then have the 
the conversation, okay, is it Ethan or is it Hatch? We're going after the winners here. So what do you do here, Jared? Well, Colby's sloppy. <laughs> Why? Because oh. his plan gets out. Yeah. He he tries to get the entire tribe on his side, and this that's a rookie mistake. It doesn't burn him. He's lucky. You come for the king, you best not miss. I mean, he didn't. He didn't, but he got close. Rich was not able to convince people that mm-hmm. to, to Jerry, Kathy, and Sheehan mm-hmm. to join him. But Colby's name was not on the block before he made that move. No. And but- maybe it wasn't, maybe those three weren't as close to being convinced as the show led us to believe, but it sounds like he's, Colby, in doing that move, yes, he got the king. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he also lost any possibility of working with Sheehan in the future. Or at least being in a, being trusted by Sheehan in the future. Sure. And, I mean, he had lost Jerry's trust years ago. And might have lost Kathy's. Because you had a plan. You had a plan that you all agreed on before the channel was even done. And then you pivoted and told them what to do. Mistake. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I think he is in the moment of we're taking out a winner and it's so obvious that it needs to be a winner that everything else kind of goes to the wayside. We're taking out the winner. The winner. And his point is good. Yeah. You, you do not want to let Hatch get to the merge. No. God, no. And man, Rich, when he knows his name is on or his head's on the block, is like a fucking Shakespearean villain. It's true. He, he works this out pretty quickly. He's like, hey. How dare you approach someone to take me out? You must go now. Bye-bye. It's great. It's pretty good. And then once again, we have Kathy in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) I adore Kathy. I like Kathy. I like Kathy a lot. She's so good, man. Which is funny, because, like, jumping back to her Marquesas days, the early Kathy... She was a disaster! ...was a mess. Yeah. But she figured out how to play this game, and she comes back, and, like, she's still a little sloppy, but she's playing smarter she's honest without being vulnerable Mm -hmm. in a good way not in the way of like emotional vulnerability but like without making herself vulnerable in the game yeah because rich and colby i think both approach her and are like so you're with me and she's like i need time yeah let me think this give me a few minutes i love that yeah i mean from a contestant standpoint, especially from a modern contestant standpoint, that's a red flag. Sure. Is people saying, no, 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 hold on, let me think this over. Yeah. But I, I, I get why she did it. Yeah, and I feel like on a first, the first time you've gone to Tribal, then, or the first time you voted somebody at Tribal, fine. I feel like you get that leeway. Like, I don't know, man, we're, we're all scrambling, you gotta give me a couple minutes, I've had seven people talk to me. Fair, fair. Okay. Well, anything else pre-tribal? No. Cool. We get to tribal, and we have that moment of, this is the first time you had to vote someone out. Not the first time they've been to tribal, though, because yeah. we don't see them take the take the torches. And, yeah, we just some interesting conversations here. Colby saying, you can't coast, although a lot of people are doing it. Are they, Colby? On your tribe. Are they? I think that was an interesting one. Yeah. I think he's trying to light a fire under people. I think. Or essentially he's just saying we need to take out the king. It's him reiterating. That's part of it. Yeah. I also think that he doesn't respect the women on his tribe. 
not as people i'm not talking about but like in the game like mm-hmm. he has put himself in this like leadership position with like mm-hmm. him and lex and i that kind of gives away a little bit that i think that he sees the three women on his tribe as coasting let's work through that a little bit because the three women on his tribe right now Shannon and kathy really haven't made aren't making tr- trying to make big moves like he is sure which is something to be said about that like there's if you don't respect people because they're not making big moves that's dependent on when you want the big moves to happen but with a little bit of introspection colby might realize that like wait maybe they are and like i guess you're they're on all stars for a reason yeah oh absolutely and we have seen in confessionals not so much kathy but we've seen kathy be a shark in her own season Mm mm-hmm and Sheehan is on it, man. Sheehan she, is on it. Like, Sheehan got sees- bit because she made a big move. Correct. But I'm not about like this season. She's on it. Mm-hmm. She sees everything. Mm-hmm. And she's telling us everything. You're not reading between those lines. Yeah. You're not listening to her. And Jerry. Jerry's the other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a complicated relationship. Colby has a predisposition on that one. Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> Kathy is like, yeah, it's pure, unadulterated play in the game. Yep. I love that line. I love that line from Kathy. Because anyone else, I'd be like, yeah, okay. From Kathy, that's me hearing Kathy and me seeing Kathy say, I'm in. Let's do it. This is a good game. Yeah. I also love these tribals where you start the episode with, like, there being an obvious target, and then that target isn't even on the chopping block anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's not the Johnny Fairplay move. No, Ethan didn't do anything to make this happen. No, but it worked out the same way. Yes, correct. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about from Tribal? No, just the thing I said at the top of the episode. I am I am a big sucker and have a big sweet spot for, and, and a lot of bias, towards people that play hard mm-hmm. and that are a little cocky, but they're not bitter when it doesn't go their way. Yeah. And for that, I respect Rich. And for the assault, I condemn him. <laughs> yeah. So, he's gone. He gives that goofy confessional. He does not come back. This is the end of Hatch. He just loved competition so much. Yeah. The, I love those It's a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. So Hatch, we don't see him on Survivor. He goes on The Apprentice. He goes on, the, he goes on the Biggest Loser. Oh, okay. Uh, and and he, like, there was some fat shaming around Hatch this episode I wasn't a big fan of either. Yeah. And he goes to jail. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he go, he, tax evasion. This is what we talked oh, about. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, this was after All Stars. He goes on tax evasion. Ah. Um, How long was he in prison for? Oh, my God. Is that 51 months is what it says was the criminal penalty. I don't know if that's how long he was in prison. So that's four years and three months. That feels weirdly high for tax evasion. Don't Unless- fuck with the money. I mean, okay. The number one rule of anything is don't fuck with the money. Sure. Okay. Your protagonist of the episode. Uh, I mean, it's Hatch. It's Hatch. He even gets like, Jeff gives him like a monologue at the end, just like Rudy. Yeah. That's fair. Is there anything else about Hatch? I mean, I feel like we'll talk about it a little after, like... Later we'll talk about Hatch. I okay. People can send in. We're we're way over time at this point. Yeah, that's true. But uh, send us in your stuff. Hatch does a lot of stuff, but we don't really see him survivor wise anymore. Okay, he kind of fades into the distance here. Does the show try to distance itself from him? I think after the 
tax evasion yes well i guess that makes sense i'm i'm a little surprised that he didn't get the invite for uh winners at war that's crazy to me i thought he would have i mean he's 62 right now so at that point he would have been in his late 60 yeah Yeah. late late 50s early 60 i'm surprised i think it it's it's a complicated box and i don't want to unpack it okay is we'll come back to it one question for next episode yes the next time on with sue exploding yeah is that about what happened this episode yes okay because part of me was like if that is if it's not do they even keep it in the episode but part of me is like i don't want to tip what's gonna happen we'll talk about next episode i think that's important to talk about that's what i i thought it was going to be about i couldn't really imagine what else to be honest yeah but that I wonder then if they would have even kept it in the episode if Sue doesn't have a explosion about it next episode. It's, it's not a bad call. They they might have just buried it. Buried it. Yeah. Have they buried stuff like this up to this point? Maybe. I th- we'll get we'll get to it next episode. Okay. All right. Bumper. <laughs> So much to talk about, Jared. So much to talk <laughs> All about. All Stars is so much fun. All Stars is fun. I, I love All Stars. It comes with some baggage. Sure. But it is great. Good time. Anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, I would like to promote bullying your friends into building box springs with you. Thanks, Steven. You're welcome. <laughs> I'd like to promote new microphones. They, hey! They're nice. They're real nice. I like them. Let's hope they last. <laughs> uh, someday we might start a, a funding system for this show, but maybe nah, not now. You can always just send us money. There's so, well, that's true. If you want to send us money, by all means, send us money. But my God, microphones are expensive. Technology is expensive. That's true. Yeah. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. We love you guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>